It's Monday, NFL fans, and that means mock drafts. We're going to go through another scenario as we take another step towards the actual NFL draft. Eric versus me. Let's see how crazy I can get today. Welcome to Lockdown NFL Draft. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Show. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Tracy. That's at Ryan NFL Tracy on Twitter. If you're not following him already, also you can follow me at Eric underscore Crocker for more of our draft takes. But uh, it's mock draft season. It's mock draft Monday. We're getting back into it. The last time you did some wild, you drafted yeah. Kyle Hamilton. Number one overall safety definitely hasn't gone that high ever. Maybe the highest since Sean Taylor, perhaps. Am I missing anyone? I, I was feeling froggy. I went for it. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll see how high Kyle Hamilton goes in this one. But we're starting off a little different this time. I am actually picking the odd. He's picking the even. All right. So I'm starting with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I actually had this guy in the last episode, in the last mock draft episode. I had Kayvon Thibodeau going number two to Detroit. Well, he's going number one to Jacksonville. It, it's just a guy who... Again, you, you kind of block out everything, and I know we get caught up in some of the emotions of the, the college football playoffs and seeing certain guys and Aiden Hutchinson and all these other guys, but Kayvon Thibodeau, just, just a freak athlete, the freak ability. I got him going number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars, picking number one for the second year in a row, and I believe only their second time in the entirety of their uh, existence. <laughs> Yeah, it makes things tough, doesn't it? Back-to-back number one. I'm going to help Detroit, and they get to stay in stake. They're going to be super happy that you made that decision. They're going to say, oh, Aiden Hutchinson is just sitting there. We'll just run right up there. It'll take about three and a half minutes to get that card turned in. So, Aiden Hutchinson, welcome to Detroit. (laughs) He's probably going to be the most intriguing prospect throughout this time because they're going to start poking at his game and trying to figure out, was it just a big game against Ohio State? Or it's like, no, like this is just how he plays on a consistent basis. He was extremely productive. That's for sure. And he wrecked games. That's for sure as well. But I think people, they're always going to remember that Georgia game and just what it looked like. I know we're not going to know what it looked like from this guy. We're picking number three overall, Houston Texans. You look at their cornerback situation, it's just, it's very bleak. And they've been throwing, you know, just certain guys out there, no long-term solutions. This time, we're going to go with Derek Stingley. He's going much higher than we had him go in the last episode. I think more people think, most people think he's supposed to go around this area. Like you said last episode, he missed a lot of time due to injuries. And there's going to be a little people that start to kind of question him. He hasn't been as strong as of late as he was his freshman year where he looked excellent, looked like maybe the best cornerback in the nation. Still hasn't heard of stock. Terrific athlete. Got Derek Stingley going number three overall to the Houston Texans. Uh, I I like it. I, I have no problem with that. This is this is real similar for the Jets. They're still in the same situation. They still got to protect that quarterback, and they still got to get after the opposing quarterback. So it becomes just how high do you have Carloftis, uh, Ajabo? I mean, maybe Trayvon Walker. Like, if someone could ascend to that point, we might see this change. But right now, none of those guys are in the top four for me. 
I don't think they're on many boards across the league in terms of being a top five selection. So it becomes value. So you go the opposite direction. It stays at tackle. But this time, just because, you know, I can't pick the same guy for the same team twice. Maybe you want to get a little bit more athletic. Maybe you want to have a little bit more versatility, put him on the right-hand side. And Charles Cross, I think, might fit in what they want to do. Wilson's a mobile guy. Maybe you want to accommodate that with a little bit more athletic tackle. So, Charles Cross, welcome to New York. All right. I like it. I wonder if that's as high as he's gone in any mock so far. You know, Probably. but I'm, he was I'm someone, nuts. again, watching his film, his athletic ability, looked like a big wall out there, but I thought he had good feet. You know, there were a few things that I questioned. I have to go back and look at my notes, but – I think overall, I thought he was the better of the prospects between him and Evan Neal. And I remember mm -hmm. being shocked by that because Neal was the guy that everybody loved. I am still going to go offensive line here for the New York Giants, but it's not going to be Neal. It's going to be Ekinuwu, you know, mm -hmm. and you just watch him and how he's able to kind of help solidify that offensive line for the Giants. I went O-line for the Giants last time, but it was Evan Neal this time. We're going with a different offensive lineman. They just need so much help there, and I feel like their defense, they play well. And stretches that defense plays well. The offense they have the weapons. Is the quarterback the long term guy? Not sure, but they definitely have to shore up that offensive line. That's for sure. So definitely going offensive line there for the New York Giants at pick five. I didn't think you were gonna go. I, I didn't think that this choice would be available for the Carolina Panthers. So it's going to come down to it. You have a, a kind of a quandary that you've set up your self inflicted wound there, a quarterback about what you're going to do in the future, and there's not a quarterback gone. There is a possibility that this class gets artificially lifted to this point. We see quarterbacks rise on every board. I just don't think that they want to take another bite at that apple right now, and they'd rather get something that can also help for the, the, the inevitable. At some point, you'll get Christian McCaffrey for an entire season. You, you're trying to look for that. So I think at this point, they're very happy where this has fallen because the top tackle on their board is Neil, and they're going to take him with it. Mm. All right, and I think that fits exactly what they need as well. You know, if it's not going to be the quarterback position, you look at how much help they need on the offensive line. You know, we talk about a lot of quarterback position. A good amount of times it's tied to the offensive line. And the last two teams that we talked about, you know, really the last three teams between the Jets, the Giants, the Panthers, they all need help in that front, really just helping protect the quarterbacks. And maybe that will just help contribute to better quarterback play out of those teams. When we come back, we have – Coming up, the Giants, the Falcons, the Broncos, the Jets, the Washington football team. We're going to get to those guys as soon as we get back from this break. Built Bar, you know, it's a new year, and that means New Year's resolution. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, you know, make sure you include a Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution because, you know, it tastes so good. It tastes so good. And you'll want to eat it all the time, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, tastes like a chemical pill. You know, you want to eat healthy, but it also gets boring. And most of us, by week three, we start to consider, you know, cheating on our meals. But instead, just eat something that has 100% real chocolate, and that's a built Bar. You know, most of these built Bars contain 130 calories, 40 grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually is around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens and dozens of net carbs and empty calories. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to your secret stashes at your home, in your wallet, your purse, your, your pockets, 
wherever you stash all your little candies, candy bars in the pantries and replace those with built bars. And if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at the very least eat something that tastes good and it's actually good for you. That way you can you can enjoy a delicious built bar and it almost counts as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream and salted caramel. Those are probably my two favorite. Mint brownie and many, many more. In fact, Bit Bar is always coming up with new flavors, limited flavors all the time. So check back to Built.com early and often to check in on those. All right, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. All right, again, use promo code LOCK15 at Built.com to get 15% off. All right, on the clock, got the New York Giants, and I'm going to go a different direction than I did previously. I drafted uh, Carl Loftus, but I'm going to still kind of stay in that same range, and a guy that I definitely could see going this high, I'm going with David Ajabo. Still, ah. edge rusher, but still giving to someone that, but I, I, I think he's going to continue to just climb, Right. And I want to see, is it going to be as high to kind of maybe unseat Aiden Hutchinson? That's going to be the conversation between what you like and what you're looking for out of your edge rushers. But New York Giants, I still like them going edge, but not the same guys I did last time. Mix it up just a little bit. David Ajabo going to the New York Giants. I, I like where you're coming from there. That's going to turn into a production versus projection kind of conversation. It, it may get there. When we take a look at Atlanta, it's a different situation. and it becomes a question of what are you going to do? Are you going to continue to go down the road with the guy that you trust? Or is Terry Fontenot going to find a way to pull a trigger on a new signal caller? There's a number of ways you can go. You can support the defense. If you're going to stay with Ryan to give him another weapon, it's been uh, honestly a very strange year for Calvin Ridley. Like we don't know what's going to happen there. So there could be somebody like you can't, you can't just leave Pitts as your number one target in his sophomore season and not support him there. So you could go. I, I would think this is a perfect spot. Had Jameson Williams not gotten hurt, you might have seen this happen. But with that injury and with the fall that comes from it, I think that they do say, you know what? We have a pick here. We have a guy that can be very similar to Ryan. I think he'll fit their offense. Then Kenny Pickett becomes an Atlanta Falcon. And that sucks because I was definitely taking him next for the Denver Broncos. <laughs> but looking at the Denver Broncos and kind of how they've thrown resources at the quarterback position, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to go on with Drew Locke. I don't think they're totally sold on him. They had him sit the whole season behind Teddy Bridgewater until Bridgewater got hurt, and it still didn't get that much better. So I'll make some plays against Kansas City, but nothing that I think is going to make it to where it's like, okay, he is the guy long-term. So maybe they go with another veteran. I feel like they also went that route with Teddy Bridgewater. So interesting dilemma <laughs> that <laughs> the Broncos are in right there. Cornerback position, they've been addressing that. They've thrown a lot of resources at that position. I think a place where they can improve is safety. And when you see a guy like Kyle Humberton, who's still out there, who has that freakish size, who has that freakish range, they're, they're, they're good in the secondary well, let's take it to the next level. And I think adding a guy with that type of ability and that type of range and versatility, that's going to help a defense get a lot better. So I'm going to go with yeah, Kyle Hamilton out of the Notre Dame. Wow, that, that's an intriguing thing. That's a great discussion that we'll have to have about 
the evolution of the league is it is it safety first or corner first now because Justin Simmons and Kyle Hamilton in the same defensive backfield that's scary for trying to move the ball if you're Justin Herbert if you're Derek Carr if if uh, Pat Mahomes doesn't care never mind uh moving on <laughs> <laughs> but for the Jets they now have a guy that they probably have right about this range I think it's a little rich myself they could go a number of different directions and at the end of the day I think it's about who makes the difference for you, what gets on the field. And I, I went a different direction with their, their pick the other day. I, I'm going to come back here and say it, with power end, the last guy that I think could be really a first-round selection, eh, maybe there's one more. But I think Karloftis is a power edge that you can try to put in there. Maybe you can reduce him down. Maybe you can get more play out of him and, and try to bolster that front. I think Karloftis in New York makes some sense. I like it. And, and they need – pressure there off of the edge you know I've been in some of these spaces on Twitter and talking to some of the New York Jets guys that you know they cover that team and you know they're saying Ronald Blair is probably their best <laughs> edge rusher on the team and that is not ideal that's if you not. just said who that's okay folks <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah if Ronald Blair is that if that's your guy and and you know no no shade at Ronald Blair but I think ideally you don't want him to have to be your main best pass rusher and definitely when you see some of the struggles they've had in secondary having a lack of pass rush production can definitely attribute to that all right uh we got washington football team on the clock now at pick 11 and you you see where they've been kind of patch up the the, the quarterback position and you know you, you see fitzpatrick it didn't really work out you know you all the other quarterbacks that they've had to play this year not really working out but matt corral I think this is a spot where it can be an intriguing landing spot. Does Fitzpatrick end up staying around? He contemplated retiring last year, last offseason. Maybe he sticks around another year. Is he, you know, interested at all in helping develop a young Matt Corral? If so, I think that this is a good spot for him. He is kind of a gunslinger. He's able to move a little bit. Fitzpatrick has a lot of that same type of ability. I think having that veteran in your ear to tell you what you should do and what you can't do and as well as have your coach – That'll help a guy like Matt Corral. So I'm going Matt Corral at pick 11 with the Washington football team. And when we get back, we'll get – oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's an interesting scenario. If his medicals come back and you're clean, you're, you're happy with that, that could be a really nice fit. Right. And, uh, I mean, you got uh, Taylor Heineke. We'll see. They kind of remind me of each other a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I mean, just because of draft – you know, where, where they're drafted at, Heineke might be the poor man, Matt Corral, but maybe Matt Corral ends up being more like him than most people who lead to believe. But he's going to go higher in the draft. Quarterbacks always get pushed up the board. we got Matt Corral going at pick 11. When we get back, we're going to talk about the rest of the guys of the non-playoff teams right here after this word. I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march into the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all bets, sports wagering action of 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get started. 
from football, basketball, NFL playoffs, hockey, which I was watching right now, watching the Bruins, boxing, UFC, and your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of these amazing offers available throughout the 2022 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. It's BetOnline, where the games start. And we're back. We're at pick 12. This is the Minnesota Vikings without Mike Zimmer change that happened recently and normally you would say hey you still need corner help and if you're zim or if you're somebody being guided by zim you you'd start leaning towards the corners there's a couple of interesting options still available here but if you're somebody else coming in you want to shore that up the offensive side looks like you have your backs you have your your wide outs you feel like that line's decent We'll see what happens with the quarterback. That's a whole different scenario. So where can you improve this roster? Where can you get somebody that can make a day one impact? I think the defensive line is a place to look. And I think if you can support that, you may get yourself uh, a force multiplier. And I don't think that it's going to be the big nose tackle here. I think in that roster as it is, does depend who becomes the coordinator. I think you might want to look at somebody that can move around a little bit, be a little versatile, be somebody that can penetrate a little bit more. And so – uh, DeMarvin Leal looks like a good fit for me. I, we'll have to see how he does uh, through the draft process. You know, let's see if the athleticism all that. But I think that this is something that might be on the radar up in Minnesota. With the Cleveland Browns, all right, we're, then we're going to flip-flop because I was thinking in favor of the Ravens. But with the Cleveland Browns at pick 13, then I am going to go Jordan Davis. I mean, yeah. yeah, Jordan Davis. Let's go ahead and solidify the interior of that defensive line. You, you got Miles Garrett. You got guys that's rushing off the edge. I feel like they've been putting a lot of resources at the cornerback position. I love the Greg Newsom pick last uh, draft. Loved it. And he's been playing a lot with guys like Greedy Williams, with Denzel Ward. You know, the safety position, they have guys flying around. They put a lot of money to Johnny Johnson. But let's show up that interior there and really help push that pile for a guy like Garrett. So we're going to go with Jordan Davis out of Georgia. All right. I'm, I'm going to have you help me with this one because I think – like I did last week's mock, I think you need to support something that has been a strength and kind of fell apart for them, and that is the corner spot. But in this scenario, we have two interesting guys. Both McCreary and Booth are available. I don't want to take the same guy twice, so I'm leaning towards McCreary, but tell me why I shouldn't. Well, I mean, McCreary is one of my favorite okay. corners in this class. And again, I've always watched how he – just how he – you know, I talked about the, the, the Alabama game last time we recorded. But if you go back even a year ago and you watch how he competed against Jamar Chase, it was a guy that was not scared of him. It was a guy that was not scared to get hands on with him. It was a guy that ran vertically with him. It was a guy that did give up a catch down the right sideline for a touchdown, but it was also a guy that got an interception down the right sideline mm -hmm. and both were while guarding Jamar Chase. So just a guy who's able to challenge himself and has the ability and the confidence in his like physical gifts, that's a guy who I'm always going to ride with. So that's why I like McCrary so much. I, I like it when you convince me. McCrary it is. I like it. So McCrary's going to the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. All right, there we go. I didn't butcher that one. <laughs> All right. So now we've got Philadelphia Eagles on the clock, pit 15. And I've talked a lot about not needing a quarterback, but the, the, the quarterback situation is maybe not as sure as we originally thought or, uh, before this past weekend's games. So I'm going to go on a limb here. And say that they, I don't want to say they reach, but they go in the direction of a guy who I think may climb throughout this postseason, this draft process. You know, we've talked to, you know, our guy, Rob Rang, and he said he really likes this guy. Not sure if because they got the same round face, 
But <laughs> Sam Howe, all right, Sam Howe of North Carolina, he's been up and down. But let's say he does show enough throughout this draft process. Philadelphia Eagles, I don't think they are really sure about what they're going to do at the quarterback position and maybe might be looking for more of a long-term solution, maybe more of a pure passer. I think Sam Howe might show to be that. Again, this is a guy who had more of a down year, but he lost his guys. He lost his best receivers, Dami Brown. He, you know, he lost uh, Daz Newsom, excuse me. You know, he lost his running backs. They're both doing terrific in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So after losing all that and then expecting him to hold it together and look great, I think that might be asking a little too much of him, but I think putting him in a situation with Philadelphia where he is more of a pure passer with the weapons that he has and continue to build with uh, Sanders, I think that's an ideal situation for him at pick 15. I, I like where you're going. And as the other guy in the room, your assistant will, will call it, I get to make the next pick, right, for the same team. And if you're going to do that, then you got to support him on the other side and try to slow down the scoring against you as well, right? And And – a corner that's still on the board here that I think could be a nice fit with the length, with the aggression towards the ball. I think Booth is going to be in Philadelphia as well. And then you get some impact on both sides of the ball. There's four top positions in football. There's there's the tackle, there's the quarterback, there's the pass rusher, and there's the cornerback. And I like that fit. I like it too. And that's a guy I got to continue to watch more film on him to get a good read on him. But a guy who I don't need to watch a whole lot more film on, I'm pretty sure we will, but Trevon Walker, the edge rusher out of Georgia. I have him going to the Los Angeles Chargers at pick 17. A Chargers team that is probably really upset that they didn't play in this past weekend's uh, slate of games because of the mishap that happened in the Raiders game. A tie they would have been in, weren't able to get that. But maybe they can get a little bit more pressure on opposing quarterbacks. You know, Ingram left, and they've been trying to fill that void opposite of Bosa. A lot of attention is going to Bosa right now. Trevon Walker, he's a guy who can really help off of that edge, a more freakish athlete, really good closing speed. We saw that in the national title game. Walker picked 17 to the Los Angeles Chargers. I like it. I, I thought you saw more out of him in that championship game as well and probably got himself a nice little bump. The question in New Orleans is going to be, who's going to be throwing the ball? And you have done a brilliant job of leaving me nobody that I'm comfortable taking here <laughs> for them. Now, Sean Payton might, might disagree with me. I could see him liking one of the – quote unquote, secondary type quarterbacks that he feels he can adapt to. Because if anybody's going to adapt, there, there are few coaches, I think, that can adapt to what you get at the quarterback position. I think he's shown that over the years. So maybe that's going to be the case. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to see whoever's going to be that guy. I'm going to try to help him out. I'm going to try to give him another weapon. We know there's been some drama with the pass catchers down there this season, but I think bring in some new blood, try to spark that offense again. I, I think this would have been an interesting spot for Williams, as we've talked about before. But at the end of the day, Garrett Wilson was going to be my number one before it, then anyway. He's still on the board, so Garrett Wilson gets to go down and uh, check out Bourbon Street a little bit, try to stay off of there. It's not good for you, kid. <laughs> I like it, and that's a good fit. And I like his dynamic ability and pairing that up with Michael Thomas, depending on what kind of happens with that whole situation. Still got to show up that quarterback position. But again, like I said last time, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, that might be a guy who really fits what Sean Payton wants to do, get the ball out of his hands quick and give it to guys who won. You got the slant guy and Mike Thomas and then a guy like Garrett Wilson who is just going to do it all guy that moves all over the place. But yeah, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of the Monday Mock Draft. We appreciate you guys for tuning in with us and we want to thank you 
for making us your first listen of the other day. After you listen to this, listen to Locked On 49ers with myself and Brian Peacock. Listen to Locked On Chiefs with our guy, Ryan Tracy. But until next time, guys, we are out. Peace.